0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Today, we're gonna to talk about one of my favorite, favorite topics, and that is spirit guides and your spiritual support team. Because even though sometimes in life it where it doesn't feel like it, we all have a spiritual support team here to help us and guide us while we are experiencing our physical lifetimes. And if you've been listening to me for a while, Or if you know my work personally, you will know that it is my belief, and I'm not alone in this, (laughs) that we are all spiritual beings inhabiting physical form temporarily for our own learning and growth. When we choose to incarnate, we often forget our spiritual origins. We often forget the plans that we made with our highest selves of the things that we wanted to do, accomplish, and learn in our human life. And that's where your spirit guides come in. Your spirit guides are highly evolved beings that exist not in physical form, but in their pure spiritual state that are here to help, support, and guide you on your human path. Because our spirit guides are not in human form, they are not encumbered the way um, with all the misunderstandings and confusions that us human beings often are, right? Your spirit guides still maintain their strength their true and a direct connection to spirit, their spiritual wisdom, their spiritual selves, as well as your very own higher self. And so your spirit guides help you until you can awaken on your very own, keep one foot, so to speak, grounded in the spirit world and to help you more and more stay on your spiritual path. So there's lots of myths about spirit guides, what they are, where they come from, how they work and I am not by any way, shape, or form going to tell you that I'm gonna give you today the definitive answer on spirit guides, but I will share with you my experiences and also the wisdom that I receive about spirit guides from my spirit guides. And I think it's really important, and you'll hear me say this again and again, when we're talking about all things spiritual and we're tapping into and using our intuitive knowing and our connection with spirit, we don't want to get really hung up in all the details. Our human minds love details. They love to compare and contrast. They love to say this is the fact and this is not true and this is true. And at the end of the day, Our spiritual knowing can't really be captured in words. It can't really be captured in concepts. And so our conceptual mind can sort of guess at it, point at it, give us a little bit of an inkling, but the small details are not something that, you know, we can really rely or depend on the same way that we can, you know, understand the details of things in our physical lives. So I think it's really important not to get super hung up on all the details and all the distinctions and rather just take in the information and see what resonates with you. See what feels right and sounds true to you because at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. So my first introduction and experience with spirit guides came early in my journey of awakening my intuition. And I worked with um, several healers that kept using the term "guides" and made me very, very curious. I also uh, started to connect with my guides, my very own guides, uh, more intentionally and directly when I started to take classes on developing my intuition and working with um, healers and teachers along those lines. And one of my first experiences with spirit guides was when a intuitive, a healer, a teacher of mine, actually saw a past life with my primary guide and introduced us and that was a huge moment for me because i could look back and realize that i had been in connection with this guide throughout my entire life for me one of the primary ways that i experience my guides is through the felt sense so through that kinesthetic sense of awareness so my guide this one in particular feels a certain way to me now the way he feels has changed but um and it's not it's, it's sort of hard to explain the feeling. If you have that kinesthetic sense, you might know what, um, what I mean. But it's sort of just an energetic resonance where I can feel his energy and feel um, his unique presence. I also can identify this guide with a particular color. And I often hear my guidance um, as a voice in my head, um, not as a mean or angry or controlling voice in my head, but rather when I go very still, I often hear my intuition in that way and I will hear it in words and so I've also communicated with this guide in that manner as well and I recognize the way that he speaks as another form another reminder of who I am speaking with so that was sort of my first introduction to a spirit guide or spirit guides and I again once we made that connection I could recognize especially as a child through my um imaginary play I could, I could remember times when I was connecting with him. Most people have at least one guide that is assigned to them for life to guide them, you know, from birth into death. We also have other guides and you may have more than one guide. Again, these rules are not hard and fast. These are just things that kind of float around the spiritual community and I'm sharing the ones that resonate with me. If something else you've learned resonates with you, go with that. But in my experience, most people have at least one main guide that supports them throughout the lifespan, plus many, many other guides that may uh, come and go throughout life. And for me, I know I had a couple guides. The one I mentioned before is sort of my main one, but I have know that I've had other guides that have uh, visited me throughout my lifetime and that I felt very connected to. Now, guides can be... Um, deities like Jesus or Mother Mary or Ganesha or Buddha. These usually aren't the ones that are our primary guides throughout our lifetimes, but you absolutely, if you get um, a sense that you are being guided by these um, deities or you feel a really strong pull towards a particular god or goddess or energy or ascended master or any of those kinds of things or an archangel they are probably spirits with which you have a residence, with which you have a history, with which you have a connection, and you can certainly always call on them for guidance. I think that, and this is coming through right now, that unlike our primary spirit guide, um, they're looking after us, but in a in a wider sense. Whereas your spirit guide is... Um, and you might even say your guardian spirit, your guardian angel is probably much more intimately aware with the details of your life and has probably helped you even plan the life that you're living now um, and help your gods and goddesses while they definitely care about you are more general and they um, they can help you again on certain aspects that you're wanting to awaken or certain energetic energies that you identify with. So I identify a lot, even though I am born Jewish and raised... um, raised atheist but definitely born Jewish and I'm or maybe I should say raised agnostic it depends on which parent you talk to but regardless wasn't wasn't uh, raised with a lot of religion i've always connected with the energy of jesus my whole life as a child i used to talk to jesus all the time in my make believe world and i still feel a very strong um resonance and and connection with Uh, the Christ energy and consciousness not so much with the Christian religion because that hasn't really been a part of my life but Um, definitely with the energy of Christ. And many people find that. And um, again, it's important to recognize too with spirit guides, that you don't have to necessarily get religious about it. Um, You know, religions can point you in that direction. And if your religion is the way that you um, connect with your spirituality, by all means, go for it. But if you have, and many of my clients have strong religious upbringings and backgrounds where it almost feels sacrilegious to say, you know, Jesus Christ is one of my guides, even though to me standing outside, it seems like that's exactly what you should say if you're a Christian, if you identify with that religion. But nonetheless, um, it's important sometimes too when we're tapping into our own personal spirituality to allow ourselves as it feels comfortable in us to let go of some of the dogma around these things. And again, figure out what resonates and makes sense and feels right personally to you. Spirituality is a very personal experience and it's gonna be different for everyone. And so the more that you can connect with a God in your very own heart, um, the deeper and more direct your spiritual experience will be. So guides... Can certainly be deities. They can be archetypal archetypal energies. They can be, um, and and they also can be just highly evolved spirits that have probably lived in bodies, um, at least, at some point during their own evolution. And because of that, they have an understanding of what it's like to be in a physical body. And now, though they may no longer have need of becoming human and going through the reincarnation wheel they are able to now to support us who are still hanging out and and doing that particular journey and work. There are also many guides and energies that um, exist around the planet earth that are here to assist us with all sorts of things. So souls, perhaps a spirit that was an amazing healer or helper or doctor or teacher or musician or artist or interior designer in their lifetime and are here now and, and at least spend a little bit of time with people on earth to share those gifts. So sometimes if you are writing and you have a particular project, you can call on those writing guides and they will help you and support you in your work as a writer or healing professionals or um, someone if you want to learn a new energy modality. Sometimes guides, doesn't even have to be my guidance, is pointing out to me right now, individuals or spirits or souls or however you want to put it that actually were in physical bodies it can also be souls and energies from other planets and other solar systems and other realms that are also have information to share with earth and share with those of us on earth at least temporarily and though they might not be our primary guides they have they may align with us and have information to share through us with the world and also to support us on our journeys and you see this in a lot of um, spiritual teachings a lot of people that channel Um, and channel entities, oftentimes those entities, those spirits, identify themselves as being from other worlds and not being of earth. That's not so much what I do personally, um, but I do believe it's a thing and it's important and my guides wanted me to point that out. One um, kind of guide that I think a lot of people think is a thing and is less of a thing than we think, if that makes sense, are, I find typically our spirit guides, especially the ones that work most closely with us, are not deceased relatives. So many people, when I start in sessions, especially when I start to bring up the idea of spirit guide, they'll say to me, Oh, yep, that's my Aunt Rachel, or that's my grandma, or, you know, that's my, my, uh, I don't know, great uncle Louis, or whatever. And most of the time when I tune in, I do not find that those are the client's primary guides. Now, our deceased loved ones care about us and definitely will connect with us and are sometimes looking out for us and supporting us from the other side. That is a very true fact. But they are often, because they are also still um, experiencing that cycle of reincarnation and birth and death and all that good stuff, they often have other things that they're working on as well and so they're usually not our primary spirit guides and they're usually not intimately involved with all the details of our lives after um, they pass though they do see and know everything they are with us they do watch over us they do care about us and they do hear us when we talk to them so that is a good thing to know but they're not necessarily the primary guides that are guiding your life A lot of mediums also say, and so I'm going to throw this out there as well, um, although it hasn't been my experience, but that it's important to recognize too that the people that you lived in your life with do not necessarily become completely enlightened beings when they cross over. When we go back into um, spirit form, we do uh, reconnect with all of our highest wisdom and guidance. And we do connect back with our spiritual selves and we do release judgment and pains and all the things that encumbered us in our physical lives however if we have not reached a certain level of wisdom as reincarnating souls in order that you know you need in your lifetime we are not able to guide you or the spirits are not able to guide you the same way a spirit guide would who has that larger base of experience and wisdom um that has been gained over multiple journeys. So another way to say this is that when we think about soul age. So in when we think about reincarnation, there's understanding that spirits will um, incarnate, our souls incarnate again and again into different physical bodies. We don't always remember our personality from one body to the next and our personalities are, are somewhat different, but the soul will uh, reincarnate multiple times to gain experience and to balance energies and to understand human life from different perspectives so that we can learn lessons and understand and know ourselves better. If, for example, you are further along, you have lived more lifetimes and gained more awareness than a deceased relative, then it wouldn't really be appropriate for that relative to be your spirit guide. That does not mean that they're not looking out for you, sending you their love and supporting you. It just means that they may not be the best one to guide you in all aspects of your life. So I don't usually count deceased relatives among spirit guides. However, I Again, it's, it's sort of just how you want to explain it and and the names and the words that you want to use because they are absolutely looking over us and um, loving us and sending us their love. So our spirit guides can help us with those energies that sometimes get passed along through family lines and that's where sometimes our ancestral energies and departed loved ones will come through to support us and to help work on those threads of things that are also impacting them too in their own uh, spiritual journey on the other side. So I've had that in my own experience where my grandfather, for example, would come through in some of my own work and my own readings uh, because he was working on stuff that had been passed along to me. And so we are both working on those. So that's one way in which our ancestors can sometimes be spirit guides and involved in our work and also be aware that in doing our work here on earth, We are also in a very powerful position to impact the entire family line throughout time and to help all of the different spirits that are connecting with that energy grow and transform as well. So in wrapping up, I think the last thing that I would love to address is just some tools and tips for communicating with your spirit guides. And really friends, again, the guidance is happening all the time and your guides are connecting with you all the time. But oftentimes, we have busy minds and we're not really paying attention. So the way to connect with your spirit guides is pretty similar to just the way that you connect with your intuitive knowing in general, and that is to learn to still the mind. The more we can still the mind, the more we can hear our deeper wisdom, our inner wisdom, our intuition, and also our spiritual guidance. Since spirit guides resonate at a higher vibration than humans so everything is energy and we all vibrate at a certain energetic frequency matter being a lower one than spirit and that's just the quick way of explaining it but since our spirits our spirit guides typically are at a higher vibration because they are not in bodies it is helpful for us also to vibe a little bit higher and learn how to raise our vibration so that we can connect with them. So in order for us to connect, they need to lower their vibration to get to us and we need to raise our vibration to get to them. And that is how it works, especially with those highest guides. And so things that you can do to raise your vibration are really important. And again, the quickest and fastest way to do that is to learn to still your mind. But also some of the other things that we're going to talk about throughout episodes here, like following the things that bring you joy and learning to set healthy and appropriate boundaries, all of these things will also help you raise your vibration so that you can connect more and more with your highest wisdom and your spiritual support team. Our guides connect with us in many different ways and they work very similar to our own intuitive knowing. So you may hear your guides as a voice in your head. You may see your guides in in a vision. Guides often speak to us in our dreams. So starting to pay attention to your dreams and asking for guidance during your dreams is another powerful way to connect with your spirit guides. In my online class, I offer a meditation where a visualization and meditation to help you connect with your spirit guides, but you can also try this on your own just by getting really still and just imagining going to a still place, getting into a meditation, and then imagining what it would be like if you met your spirit guide. And so as you get into that meditative trance-like state, you may find by imagining connecting with your spirit guide, you will begin to open the door to having that connection. Also in shamanic journeying, for those of you that are familiar with that, is another way and shamans in their journeys always connect with their spirit guides. Often they're spirit animal. They think of guides as animals and that is, that is totally cool. But sometimes ancestors and other guides come through as well. So that's another powerful way to get in touch with your spiritual support team. But be aware too that even if you are not doing any of these fancy things and even if you don't know your guides' names or have an image of them or anything else, they are always working for you. So be on the lookout for synchronicities in your life and signs in the world that just come right at the right time and just answer a question. And the more you're open to that, the more you will be making that beautiful conduit between you and your spiritual support system. Our guides are always here to help and support us. They love us. They're here for us. And so again, the more that we can surrender and allow ourselves to connect with that beautiful form of guidance, the more we'll let them into our lives and the more our lives will be transformed by their presence and their guidance. It's also important to know that your guides cannot do the work for you. They are here to support you on your life path and to remind you of your divine nature and to keep you on track. But you have free will. So the way I like to think about it is, you know, if you imagine life like a blindfolded obstacle course, your guides can help you avoid some of the obstacles. If you crash into something, they can tell you what you, what it is and, and and how to get around it. But they are not going to pick you up and carry you. Sometimes in life, we wish our guides would pick us up and carry us and we beg for them to please make this go away, carry me over it. But my friends, that's not their role and that's not their job, right? When in human form, your feet are on the ground and you're doing the work, but your guides are here to support you and help you avoid whatever obstacles you can and when you reach obstacles to help you get through them and around them with the most ease, grace, and meaning. So I think that wraps up what I have to share with you today. I'm sure many of you still have questions about spirit guides and we will definitely get to those in future episodes. But today I just wanted to give you a little taste and flavor of what our spiritual support team looks like and how you can begin to connect with them. And thank you so much, as always, for listening. Check out, if you want to learn more about how to connect with your spirit guides, by all means, check out my online class, Activating Your Intuition, where we have an entire module devoted to this topic, as well as other topics as well. And I also have listed some books that I love in the resources um, that can also start to help you get more information about this amazing topic. So thanks again for tuning in, and namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit, FM or wherever you get your podcasts.